Welcome to the Pursuing Life Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Kirsch. Every week, I'll be sitting down with people from the Calvary Church family to hear stories of what God is doing in, around, and through them as they take intentional steps to pursue life in Jesus Christ. We believe that storytelling is powerful. God has made himself known to us through the stories of the Bible. Jesus told parables or small stories to teach kingdom lessons to his followers. And God continues to write stories of his goodness and faithfulness through the lives and experiences of his church, ordinary people just like you and me. Today is another episode in our Meet Our Staff series. Once a month, we'll be taking the opportunity to introduce you to one of our staff members who will give you a peek behind the scenes at the work they do at Calvary and share their story of finding life in Christ. The fingerprints of our staff are all over the ministry of Calvary Church, and some you may recognize more than others. But whether their work is front and center or behind the scenes, our hope for this series is that you'll get to know our staff and hear stories of God at work that you may not have the opportunity to hear otherwise. Jenny Renberg has held many different roles at Calvary over the years, but currently serves as a ministry assistant, working mainly with our benevolence ministry. Jenny came to know Jesus as a young girl living in foster care, and today she's sharing with us how knowing him has changed her life and how she sees her role at Calvary as a way to share the love of Christ with those in need. So let's jump right into my conversation with Jenny. Jenny, welcome. Thank you, Monica. Yeah. So let's start off, and can you say a few words about who you are and what you do here at Calvary? Okay. I'm Jenny Renberg, and uh, right now my um, work involves helping people through Calvary Church with the Benevolence Committee, and I also do some administrative work. Okay. On a part-time basis, very part-time, so. Okay, yeah. So as far as benevolence goes... What kind of ministry is that? What does the benevolence ministry do? And like, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis for you? Well, we um, are there to help people who have a need. People from the church mainly are members and attenders. People come on hard times sometimes. They just need a little bit of help. We also have other ministries that we're involved with outside of Calvary that we help with some clients that they have, if they have some needs or some payments that need to be made or they're short on rent, you know, things like that. But we also try to make sure we introduce them to Christ if they aren't coming to the church or new to the church. So uh, it's a great opportunity for for a number of things to, uh, through the love of us helping them, hoping that they will come to the Lord. Yeah, for sure. And how many people are on that team? How many people work alongside you? Right now we have a committee of 14 people. Okay. Are they all staff, all volunteers, some of both? They're all volunteers. Okay. I'm the only staff member. The rest are volunteers. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. We love our volunteers, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, that's for sure. They give a lot of time, a lot of love to people. Yeah, definitely. So before you were at Calvary Church, before mm-hmm. you were here in Lancaster, where did you grow up? I was born in New Jersey. Okay, and what part of New Jersey? Northern New Jersey, okay. about 15 minutes outside of New York City. Okay. Yeah. And then when our children were younger, we would come to, to Lancaster. And then we decided we'd like to move here. 
And we had a friend in New Jersey whose mother was a, um, at Calvary Homes, actually. Oh, wow. So he actually introduced us to Calvary Church. And we started coming to Calvary. And when we moved here, our kids were nine, six, and one. Okay. So it's been over 30 years now wow. that we've been here. And uh, Calvary was very similar to the church we came from. They had wonderful kids' programs here, as did our other church. And that's what we wanted. And Pastor Dave was pastor at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, we moved our family out here, and uh, we've been very happy that we did that. Our kids had wonderful years with right through um, King's Kids and student ministry and missions trips, and we were involved in most all of that, actually. So That's so it's wonderful. It's been a tremendous blessing to be at Calvary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And can you tell me a little bit more about your family? Uh, well, we have three children. Um, our oldest is Scott, and he's 41. Kyle's 38, and Kristen is 33. And they have blessed us with seven grandchildren. And we have had the blessing of being able to care for them from when they were newborns till they started school. And so that's been a wonderful experience. And we still care for them in the summertime, three days a week. Now the last one started kindergarten this year. A couple of them have come through Calvary Preschool, which has been a blessing. Yeah, I have such fond memories of spending time with my grandparents before I was in oh, school. So yeah. I can just imagine what fun memories that they have and well, they'll be able to take with them. We love them. having them, yeah. So you talked a little bit about your church in uh, New Jersey was similar to Calvary. Well, after I was married, yeah, my husband, actually it was Allen's church. It was the okay. Brookfield Baptist Church, and they were a very active church. And uh, it was, teachings were very similar, yeah. Okay. So before that, what was your church background? And you're laughing. So let me start there and then I'll ask you my follow-up question. <laughs> okay. Well, when I was two years old, my sister and brother and I were abandoned by our parents. So really? we were put into foster care and we grew up in foster care. We were with the first, uh, in the first home for nine years and it was a not a good one. Mm. But in that meantime, it's, it's amazing how God works. Three other kids came into the home whose mom was sent to prison, and so they were put into the foster care system until she got out. And where they lived, there was a couple from a local church that would always pick them up and take them to Sunday school. And their mom insisted that when she was in jail that they would continue to do that. So they did, and eventually they asked if we would want to go along. So we, um, we were able to if we were allowed to. We had... The foster mother was a very mean-spirited person, so mm-hmm. she kind of held that over our heads all week, so you almost had to be perfect if you wanted to go to church. Mm. And I, I was about eight years old at the time, and uh, it, it was a, a great thing. I got my first Bible, and I started to read that. I was a pretty good reader at eight. So I learned a lot from the Sunday school and from the Bible. Like I said, I really feel God just had his hand on us to, to put us in that position, and have people come and pick us up and take us. And Vacation Bible School was, was wonderful. I love that. Uh, all the crafts and, you know, just learning. It was a Reformed church, though, so it was kind of, it was pretty legalistic. Okay. So, as I said, when I was eight is when I first went to church and heard about God. That year, my father, my biological father, also died from alcoholism. Both my parents were alcoholics. Mm. And so I learned from the Bible that when you pray, you go to the Father through his son Jesus. And for some reason, that stuck with me, that when I prayed, you know, I would ask in Jesus' name and God would hear me. 
And it was just, I can remember being a kid and being in some pretty bad circumstances. I always remember now that I knew God and he was there and I could talk to him. And Oh, and I just want to say that the fact that I knew that we had to pray through Jesus to God got me in trouble after a while. And I'll tell you how that happened. <laughs> okay. After we were in this foster home for nine years, the foster mother had a stroke. So we were removed from the home. And because my brother, sister, and I had been christened in the Catholic Church as infants, we were put into a Catholic orphanage that was run by nuns. And uh, we had to go to Mass every day, and it was Latin, all in Latin. We learned the rosary, but never understood a word. And then they told us that we had to go to First Communion class. And people that are Catholic know what that is. It's one of their sacraments that you have to do. So in First Communion class, they would talk about praying to Mary, and I raised my hand and said, that's not what my Bible says. It says that you pray to Jesus to get to God through his yeah. son. Yeah. Now, that they didn't like that. And then I started questioning other things that they would say that I had read something different in the Bible. So eventually they just asked me not to come back to class. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in the meantime... The people who were taking us to Sunday school had gone to the church and asked if anyone would take us in as foster children. Well, no one wanted the three of us because at the time I was 11, we were like 11, 12, and 15. Mm. So we were split up into three different homes. And um, there we kept going to the First Reformed Church. And then when I was about, I think it was either 13 or 14, they they used to have a lot of family things in the church. Okay. And uh, in that way, they were close. But they had an evangelist speaker come, and he asked, gave an invitation at the end. And I and another girl, we raised our hands to accept the Lord. And our youth leader came and put our hands down and told us that we don't do that in this church. (gasps) So obviously, I didn't really grow that much in those years. That was a disappointment. And... uh, when I was 19, I started working in a bank. Okay. And I joined the bowling team. And through that bowling team, I met a girl from another bank. Her name was Lois, and we became best friends. And she was a really strong believer. Mm. And it was just amazing to me how God put her in my path. So um, I started going to a singles uh, group from, it was a mix of all different churches. Okay. And uh, that was really great. And then we started doing Bible studies in our homes. And and then my life was kind of so-so at the time. I, I Up to that point, I really didn't, f- I felt pretty worthless and, and loved. And so and I think a lot of teens get that way. Older teens feel that way at some point in your life. So um, we went on a retreat. Lois invited me on a retreat. And something happened that really hurt me during that time involving a young man of course you know mm. how at those ages yeah and so Lois and I just stayed up the whole night talking and at the end I gave my life fully completely to the Lord wow and I was about my early 20s then and from then on I just really stuck to it and really grew and loved the Lord and, and God has just blessed me so much so if it wasn't for those other kids coming into your foster home and the couple that regularly I, took them to church i know who knows what seeds would have been planted and and how you would have come to know the bible but it was meant to be that way yeah it was it yeah. was and even though like you said there weren't some there weren't necessarily 
a lot of growth opportunities in the church that you were in. It still helped you to get to know who Jesus is and what the Bible says so that when you finally met Lois, yeah, that had already been in your history, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Yeah, for sure. And and he had it all planned and that's how I always look at it. And I always feel like maybe I didn't get to do the things that I wanted to do. Right. But then at some point you realize that you're really were right where God wants you to be. Yeah. And for other reasons. So Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. But I've got a great husband. We met a little bit later. He was forty and I was thirty two when we got married. Okay. And again, up to that point in your 20s, you start seeing all your friends get married off and you think it's never going to happen to you. And I always try to tell young ladies, just wait, just wait. Maybe that person's not you know, ready for you yet and God's just getting them ready. And so that's what happened. And, and you know, we got married. We have blessed with three kids and seven grandkids and, you know, just in, enjoying all that. I'm just so thankful for everything. And, and God has brought us through a lot in our uh, in our lives, even with our kids being with illness, nearly losing one. And God's been faithful. He's always been there. Yeah. So my next question for you is, how did meeting Jesus then change the course of your life from where you were to where you ended up? Oh, completely. I really started living for him and making sure I stayed in the Bible and went to good concerts and kept good friends, only kept good friends. When I worked, I worked in a bank for a long time in the corporate world and things are so different. So you really have to stay on track with the Lord to, to stay out of trouble and yeah. Make sure you stay with the right people, the right friends, keep the right friends. So uh, tremendous growth then. And then when I met Alan, he was such a godly man. He still is a godly man. And I learned so much from him, and we've been very, very blessed. What kind of church did you end up going to between the years of like coming to know Jesus and when you married Alan? Well, that's, that's a funny thing. I stayed in the Christian Reformed Church. Okay. I was in a Christian Reformed Church. I taught Sunday school. I was I headed up Pioneer Clubs, which was uh, girls like we used to have. The yeah, girls. we did used to have Pioneer Clubs well, here. Oh, not Pioneer. They were Calvinettes where I was from. Okay, okay. But I did do Pioneer Clubs here also. Okay. But um, had those up, got very involved in all of that as a single woman. I had plenty of time to do all that, you know. Yeah, for sure. Have you been encouraged by the stories you've heard on Pursuing Life? God is doing a great work in the lives of His people, and we know that there are still so many stories to be told. Many of the stories you've heard on Pursuing Life have been told as the result of someone else's encouragement. At times, it's easy to recognize God at work in our stories, but other times, we need others to remind us of the good work they see God doing in our lives. So whether you have a story of your own or a story you want to encourage someone else to share, we invite you to submit those stories at calvarychurch.org slash share a story so that we can continue to celebrate the work that he is doing in, around, and through us. As we do that, we not only give God glory, but encourage each other as we pursue life in Christ together. And so other than working in the bank, work-wise, what other experiences did you have prior to coming to Calvary? So we'll get there, but what other what well, other work well, and life experiences? Well, I worked in the bank for 13 years, okay. and then I worked for a... Um, 
a chemical company. It had offices around the world. Okay. And uh, I worked there, for, and then I then I was married, and then I was uh, thankful I was home for 14 years to raise my children. And then after our daughter started school full-time, and Alan at the time worked from home, so he was always there, uh, this opportunity to come work at Calvary part-time as mission secretary came along. Okay. And I uh, started out as part-time and then went to full-time. And I took that job, and the rest is history. So <laughs> 19 years later, I retired for four years to take care of our grandchildren. And then in 2018, I came back as part-time to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So 19 years working with missions. Well, no, I did not. I worked with missions for for some time. Then I eventually worked into the role of office manager, and I assisted. I was Johnny Miller's assistant. Okay. And Brad Mullen. Okay. And Bose for a while. Okay. So, yeah, I've had, I've had a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah. So what did you learn through each of those experiences, and how did you grow through them? Well, working at Calvary it always felt like a safe place. Mm. You can grow really good because you don't have the influences of the the rest of the world that you do in the corporate world. Sure. And one thing I always appreciated was the way you saw the pastoral staff and staff on Sunday. They were like that all week long Mm -hmm. and just really godly, committed people. And so that was always very encouraging. But I guess it's you're kind of in a bubble too, you know, <laughs> when you're always in church and you're involved in church and you're working at church. But definitely you have to grow if you're here and you're listening. Right, right. And isn't that kind of the question for all of us who work in ministry that we're all kind of trying to figure out is how do we reach the world around us mm-hmm. and how do we find that balance when we are so involved in the church day in and day out? That's true. But you have your neighbors and yeah. and God's always putting people there in front of you, I think, that need to hear, and that you can influence, or even just family. Family's the toughest, trust me on mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what was, like, the driving force behind you coming on staff here at Calvary? Like, when that job first opened up, what made you say, like, yes, this is what I want to do? Well, I think I, I like the idea of working for sure, like the idea of working for the church. I mean, I was involved anyway in other in other ways, as long, whatever our kids were involved in, we were involved. Okay. So that would be, I would say, just just knowing it would be a good place to work, and how could you want to work somewhere else? That's yeah. how I felt. <laughs> yeah. You said you were involved in other areas, and you already mentioned Pioneer Clubs, but where else have you been involved? K- King's serving? Kids. Okay. Um, when when our kids were in student ministries, we were we weren't leaders, but we were there all the time to chaperone and to. Whatever there was to do, we went on missions trips with them. I, w- I went to Philadelphia and did retreats, helped in the kitchen, whatever we could be, how we could be involved when our, our kids were young, we, we did. What are some of your like fondest memories looking back on missions trips that you've been on? Well, I've been on two big ones. I went to China. Did you? Yeah. Okay. And also, that was quite a while ago. My daughter actually was nine and she went with me, and she's, she is half Chinese, so I wanted her to experience the culture, too. Okay. And it was an English-speaking trip. It was just amazing. Okay. Um, so she was nine. Now she's 33, so that's a while ago. And then I also went to Panama, went to, okay. to jungles to work with the Terebe people, with Andy Keener. And that was great. We did medical missions there, and 
great, just great experiences with the people. And yeah, in yeah. China was exceptionally. We did English corners. I did a um, a lecture in the in the college on the Amish, the Amish way of life. I brought all kinds of material and pictures, and and the, they were it was the English department. They were very very interested in, yeah. in the lifestyle of the Amish. Yeah fascinating yeah it was great yeah now you said your daughter is half chinese is she adopted she is okay yeah, yeah she is okay know. and are your other two biological or are they adopted They're biological as well? okay yeah. all right that's so sweet yeah. what made you and your husband want to adopt well we also did foster care for babies before that okay and, and then we adopted i just wanted to give back i i felt the need to try and, and, and be helpful, to give the love that we didn't have, mm. you know. So, yeah, and we just, as far as my daughter, we just wanted more children. I couldn't have any after my son, and God just blessed us with her. I'm always so struck when I hear different people's stories, mm -hmm. how much God uses our past experiences mm -hmm. to shape the decisions we make in the future. So I hear that over and over again of like, I went through this and so I wanted to help somebody else. Yeah. yeah. And isn't that just God's grace to it redeem is. our situations in yep. some way? Yep. Yeah. That's the title of my story because of God's grace. You know, he's always been there and he just keeps giving. I, I know Bo spoke one time about grace and how in the ocean, the waves of the ocean, just how grace is, it just keeps coming and coming and coming. Yep. And that's how God is. So. Yeah. Yes. Amen. What would you say is the most rewarding part about your job? Probably being able to talk to people. Some are really hurting and try and, and pray with them. I just did that today again and mm. try and show them God's love. And it's hard because a, a lot of what I see I experienced in my life when I was younger as far as having to move from place to place and not having much so it kind of impacts me a little differently than some people so and, it, and it's you have to decide between feeling sorry for somebody and giving them a a hand up or a push-up you know sure, so. sure but just the small role that you get to play in hopefully blessing them so that they see how much jesus loves them and that's that's our that's our goal to lead them to jesus and show them his love mm -hmm. definitely when you're not here in the office, since you're only part-time, what do you enjoy doing? Well, being with our grandkids. Yes. We usually have somebody on the weekend. And just uh, now we're going to soccer games. We have four oh. playing soccer. Okay. So it's just a lot of fun following them around and taking them out for ice cream or doing something with them, you know. That's really our highlight now. Yeah. You know. Were you a fan of soccer before the grandkids started playing? Uh well, my kids played soccer okay. a little bit. They, that wasn't their final sport, but our kids were always into sports, so we followed them all around, too. Now we're following the grandkids. Yes, <laughs> yes. More of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But you also probably have more time on your hands to try to go to as many games as you can than On the weekends, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, they're from three different districts, though. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of driving. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. They're only young ones, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a couple of fun questions to just get to know. Who is Ginny? And I didn't prepare you for these, but hopefully they're not too hard for you. Okay. So I'm going to start off with just a really easy one for you. Okay. And that is, what's your favorite food? Oh, pasta. Ooh, any particular kind of pasta? Yes, linguine with red clam sauce. 
Ooh, okay. I've never had that before. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I craved that when I was going to have my first son and everybody's with, with hot pepper on it. And everybody said that's why he was a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. All right. So you're a pasta girl. Oh, yeah. And is I wonder if, is that part of like, do you have Italian in your background? Yeah, half. I'm half Italian. Okay. 50%. Okay. Okay. So that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So if you could live in one season forever... Seasons never change. Which season would it be? Definitely spring. Just seeing okay. everything come back to life. And oh, it's so beautiful. So you're living the your air. best life right now. Right now. Yes, I am. And I, I, I get crazy, I guess. If anybody's in the car with me, they'll know. I'll be, look at that pink tree. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> look at the shade of that. Please don't miss. Don't miss it. You know, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was always like that with my kids too. I think I drove them crazy, but I didn't want them to miss it. That a life the new life coming back and yeah. how great God is and how he just is such a beautiful artist. And mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So. It always amazes me how all of a sudden everything just turns bright green. Uh -huh. And one day you just know like, okay, winter's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that's so beautiful. If you owned a boat, do you own a boat? No. Okay. <laughs> if you owned a boat, what would you name it? Oh, what would I name a boat? I don't know. Maybe the five runs. I used to use that because there were five of us and our last name is Renberg. And that was one of my phrases, five runs. I like that. So that might be it. Yeah. It's special family name for a boat. Yeah. You can enjoy some time with your grandkids. That's right. Most of them are Renbergs too. So. Yeah. <laughs> the five runs. I love that. What is your favorite band or musician that you would love the chance to meet if you, if you had it? Well, we especially like to listen to Bill Gaither. Okay. And we have been to his concerts, and my husband has met him and worked his table and all that. I have oh, never fun. met him personally. But that's when we go after church on Sunday and we go home, we turn on Bill Gaither on YouTube and just listen for the rest of the afternoon to his music and, and songs. And some of them are really special to us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you sing him with your grandkids too? Yeah, they'd rather have um, the floor is lava. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or so I'm some a gummy bear or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But I do sing hymns when I'm around them. Okay. I sing. I try and sing kids' songs and teach them, you know, head and shoulders, knees and toes, all for Jesus, things like that. So yeah. They do get it from Grammy. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's that former King's Kids teacher in you, right? right? Yeah, we used to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my last question for you is, if you could invent a holiday, what would it be? Oh, I think we have so many already. <laughs> we do. That's true. Oh, okay. Everything is like a national day of something, right? I could, I could do pasta day. Okay. And then I would be able to eat pasta that day. And would it take place in the spring? Any time of the year. Okay. Anytime. Okay. You could do that in spring too. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd be eating pasta. Mm -hmm. Ideally, things would be blooming outside. Yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks for playing along with that. Thank you, Monica. All right. So I have two final questions for okay. you. The first one is, what is something that God is teaching you right now? Well, he's teaching me to really lean on him, mm -hmm. which I've always done, but to keep on. Mm -hmm. Keep on keeping on, yeah. you know, patience through some difficult things. Yeah, I would say that's probably the most and just uh, patience and just keep leaning on God. Yeah. I always hear, you know, like 
be careful when you ask God for patience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that something that in your experience has been like a difficult thing to learn? It is for me. Yeah, I I think I like to see things happen right away or when things are happening and not going right, having the patience to get through that. Yeah, it's hard. But there's always something so sweet at the end of that lesson. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Jenny, my last question for you is how does your work here at Calvary help people to take next steps as they pursue life in Christ? Well, I guess as as we come in contact with them, it just depends where they're coming from. They may already be believers. If they're new to the church, we hope to give them the information they need and the encouragement that they need. And uh, I guess that that would be pretty much, you know. Yeah. And like we said earlier, just continuing to bless people so that they can see the love of Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, your job is so important and something that probably a lot of people don't even know exists here at Calvary. But I just, I, I really do think it's so important and I'm so thankful mm-hmm. for what you do and the time that you put in. And I'm grateful for the time that you took today to share some of your story with us and for putting God's faithfulness on display. So well, I'm just you. one in, one of a team that that does the work here. So yeah. Well, thank you, Jenny. I really appreciate it. Thank you, it. Monica. Jenny is an example of what it looks like to live out God's grace. Instead of living defined by her past, she is living defined by redemption, allowing God to use her experiences as a beacon of his glory. We're so thankful for all the work she does behind the scenes here at Calvary Church, and I hope you enjoyed getting to know her today. As always, don't forget to subscribe to Pursuing Life so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in and have a great week.